are listening to Rogue Table Talks. Here's Mike. All right, we are back. Rogue Table Talks 110. This might be a, a little bit shorter version. We've got a little schedule uh, schedule stuff to work through, but we're going to... It'll be action-packed. It'll be loaded with <laughs> quality... Whatever. What is... Whatever. Quality podcasting. Quality... Yes. I don't know. Information. <laughs> what, is it, what is it that we it's offer? Good, the, I just heard a collective <laughs> sigh when we said it'd be yeah, shorter. Right. They were like, oh, it might be a little shorter. Really? Like, yeah. I can get on with my day. Geez. Yes. Rogue Table Talks number 110. Um, and we are talking about um sacrifice in the big story uh before we jump into that i just remind you the um to subscribe wherever and uh we have roguetabletalks.com uh which is a connection point uh and our youtube channel as well um and we'd love to hear from you so you can email us at rtt at roguetabletalks.com uh and we'll probably read it uh and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't promise anything beyond that, to be honest. Uh, I get so many emails. Um, uh, but no, we'd love to actually hear from you, and we definitely would reply. Uh, and it's not like we get a lot of them. So um, so let's uh, let's jump in. And uh, I do, uh, before we jump in and talk about stories and movies, I kind of want to make an obvious point uh, of the role of sacrifice in the big story that we're in. Uh, and it's all over, and not even, you know, Old Testament sacrifices. Uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily even mean that, although I don't think we understand. We might spend a minute on that. I don't think we understand the sacrifice involved in a farmer giving up, uh, you know, a, a sheep for mm-hmm. a worship purposes. I mean, yeah. that's it'd be like, you know, us donating uh, a new car or something, maybe. Um depending on our finances, but, uh, and then of course the sacrifice of Christ, uh, that, uh, all of that pointed to, um, in John 15, starting in verse 12, Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples. And he says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that they, someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you. So there's this command to love, and uh, the so in between this, the two sentences that basically talk about we are to love, you're my friends if you do what I command you, and the command is to love, uh, is this sacrificial element that you know tells us what this love is going to be like. That it's going to be sacrificial. Uh, it's going to uh, cost something. Um, and so you know, as we're making that somewhat obvious biblical point. Um, why do you think that is so? Do we do we understand that to be the case? Is that our experience? Um, and do we are we surprised at the at, at the sacrifice required for love? Yeah, that's a lot of stuff I'm just throwing out there. Like <laughs> respond to pick one, pick one, pick one. It's a buffet of questions. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I was interesting. I'm reading about sacrifice right now from a little bit of different perspective, but um, the, the author is talking about sacrifice is foregoing pleasure in the in the present 
to provide something in the future. Um, and, and that's what work is, essentially, is you're going to work, you're sacrificing immediate gratifications for things, you know, uh, you could do to alleviate suffering, um, but you're doing so in order to provide something that you value, food for the family, stability, experiences for your children, something like that. And this, this is the basic definition of sacrifice. So when you, you say, hey, the farmer is putting a lamb on the altar, um, they are... It, in, in, in a deeply religious sense what sacrifice isn't is it isn't a guarantee of certainty which it was for the pagan gods around Israel was you sacrifice in order to ensure the rains would come and the sun would shine right. and you wouldn't right. be overtaken by enemies but that's not what the sacrificial system means in the Old Testament pointing to the new it was a sacrifice and it was trust it was trust I'll sacrifice something in the present and trust that uh, mm-hmm. that God in the future will provide. So, so we all do sacrifice uh, in some way, but then w- when you think about, well, what is the greatest sacrifice? What is the most significant value that I have that I could offer to show love or to provide or uh, what? Uh, how would that communicate that? And so this is when this is why the Christian story is so unique because you have, in a sense, the father sacrificing the son. So Abraham and Isaac, only the knife isn't stayed, and the son sacrificing his own life. And mm-hmm. you just don't find that in, in other narratives. Right. This ultimate uh, archetypal sacrifice of giving up a child and then laying down your life, both of them working in tandem together. So here when Jesus says, you know, laying down your life... Uh, is an ultimate is one of the archetypal ultimate sacrifices to show yourself uh-huh. for people. Uh-huh. I don't think it's a light. I mean, this sounds so nice. <laughs> you could put it over your your doorframe. Greater your love has yeah, yeah but it's not nice. No <laughs> it's right. not easy, and it's it's right. there's an abyss here to think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think <clears throat> I do think there's a cultural understanding or pre understanding that. If you love someone, everything's easy. Mm-hmm. If you love someone, then nothing's hard. Everything's a joy. Even doing stuff for them, you do it, you know, because you love them, and so it all feels good and wonderful, <laughs> and you're happy to do it. And you know, this is—it's just so I, naive. But go ahead. It's so <laughs> self-serving. It's so, yeah, it's so self-serving and naive that almost the opposite is true. Yeah. You, you know. But what Jesus says as here, but in what's true throughout the biblical story is the way you demonstrate love for someone is by uh, demonstrating some costly action on their behalf for their sake uh, and not for anything you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Because you love them, you will do. I mean, there's literally nothing you gain from laying down your life for someone because you're laying down your life. Uh, you're not doing it for anything to get in return. I just think we, in our culture, it's so self-serving so often uh, that you know uh, we that love is good, love is happy. So therefore, if I'm loving, I should be happy and joyful. But sometimes that's not that's not the case. You know, sometimes it's hard and it's painful. Uh, and I think <clears throat> one of the things about this series is that we can talk about that in the terms of stories because it, I think that's uh, 
it, maybe that's easier, hard to see propositionally when I just say it. But if you see it in a story, then you maybe begin to understand. Um, and there's a, lots of obvious examples, of course, um, in movies. You know, uh, Harry Potter's parents, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they sacrifice. They step in front of Voldemort's, you know, thunderbolt or whatever, uh, and give up their life in some way. Spoiler alert! If you didn't know that, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you shame on you if you if you're not up it's on like, the Harry Potter like, series. It's like the first thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, the boy who lived, I think, is the very first yeah. chapter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then he um, goes. Uh, he he follows that though, uh, because he realizes in order to actually vanquish evil, you can't attack it with violence. And so the spell, this is another spoiler alert. If you haven't finished the movies or book seven, pause it and skip over this. But mm-hmm. uh, he he refuses to cast a spell that will, uh, you know, do violence to Voldemort in the end. He realizes mm-hmm. that it's only going to be through his self-sacrifice that he has to lay his life down to truly vanquish evil. And, 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 and Tol- or not Tolkien, but uh, Rowling uh, has a Christian faith and background and so there's all these mm-hmm. there's two bible verses in book seven and uh lay i don't think laying down your life for your friends is, is one of them to my knowledge but that's what harry does right He's, i know right. i have to lay down my life yeah yeah and so that's you know that's uh it's all over the place in that story it's you know you you know you, you said tolkien but obviously um sam gives up much to to be loyal to his friend and uh you know, a more, uh, I mean, there's the, there's the Dark Knight, right? Or mm-hmm. he he takes the blame, or he's willing to sort of take the blame to be the hero that, how does it go, the hero we 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 deserve, but don't, we love, but don't deserve, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole idea is that, that Batman takes the fall so that Harvey Dent can remain you know, unblemished in his reputation so that the city can believe in him as a do-gooder and he died as a good person. And so there's this level of, you know, that Batman so loves Gotham and so, you know, acts in Gotham's behalf that he's willing to be blamed as the bad person, the Dark Knight, uh, so that the memory of Harvey Dent can be whatever. And, Right, I mean, it's that mm-hmm, yeah. that's a, that sort of thing where he's acting on behalf of uh, out of love, not out of some emotional feeling of love, but out of some action that will preserve the city, and he bears the brunt. Well, how? I mean, that's you know, hey, lay down your life for your friends sounds really nice. Okay, but how about um, reputational suicide? Like nobody right. wants to do that. Right. No, I'm going to go clear from, my I'm going to go clear my name. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to go from from hero to villain yeah. uh, for the sake of others. Uh, um, and there's all sorts of, you know, obviously one of the examples I like is an older movie is Bruce, Bruce Willis and Armageddon. Uh, mm-hmm. ben, Ath- ben Affleck, I think it's Liv, Liv, Liv Tyler, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis. It's sort of a silly, absurd movie in so, on, on a lot of levels. Yeah. Um, but at the end, Bruce Willis basically dies blowing up this asteroid to stave off armageddon and it's a very sort of christ figure sort of thing where the you know the shots of people around the world cheering as the as the asteroid blows up um 
and that's obviously as a secular movie. Obviously, this is a sec. You know, this this is not trying to echo the big story, but because we're image bearers, we can't help when we say something true. We can't help but echo the big story in some way, and that's why we see it so often in stories all the time. Um, well, you said so, I had yeah. something in your very first notes, I think, in um, you know these stories that some of them have the authors or the directors, producers have Christian faith or Catholic faith background or whatever, but a lot of them don't, and yet they tell a story that's very true. And to me, the most, you know, that's that's why they're good. That's why we like them. That's why we resonate with them. Um, it's because they tell a very true story. And uh, you said something in your notes. It was like, all, all truth is God's truth. What other kind is there? Mm-hmm. You know, and, that, and, and I think it's important to remember that, that when we're listening to music, that is, is, it doesn't have to be Christian to tell the truth. Right. Yeah, I think that, it, right, it can, yeah, anytime somebody says anything true, um, that they're doing something, in a, you know, God is the source of that truth. God is the source of the, what's real. Like, we're living in his big story. So to say something true is to say something true about his big story. And I think at a deeper level, the only reason we are able to notice what's true is because God made us, you know, in his image. You know, we can love dogs, but dogs can't say something true about the big story, you know. Uh, And so whoever, you know, Christopher Nolan making The Dark Knight, he's not trying to echo anything, but he's saying something true about the universe, which is what art is. And in doing so, he's describing this the story that we're in, uh, in some way that we can see and we can we can relate to. Um, and I do think, okay, that's easy to see in some sense. I think, and that's obviously we think of Christ, we think of sacrifice, um, we think of sacrificial stories. You think of some once for all, sort of. You know, those are all throughout movies too like in Inside Out what's isn't his Bing Bing Bong or Bing whatever bong. he Bing Bong you know sacrifices his himself to the memory hole so mm-hmm. that right joy can escape and um I think Wally doesn't he Wally like he holds the lid open and gets crushed or something mm-hmm. um and that's normally the kind of things we see but I, I I do think there's also another kind uh of yeah, like Lady Bird. Did you see Lady Bird? Yeah, it was a while ago. I kind of forgot. Yeah. yeah. So the mom in Lady Bird is a very imperfect character. Yeah, it's not like she's not the paragon of wonderfulness, <laughs> but she loves her daughter, and she genuinely sacrifices for her in sort of an everyday sort of way that is also true and also part of like every parent can sort of relate to that. Uh, and I think it's that kind of sacrifice that also fits in with the big story. Um, and that kind of goes more with, you know, Romans 12, 1, where we're living sacrifices. And I think the idea in that verse is <clears throat> we sort of crawl up onto the altar every day. You know, the, if you want to follow me, Jesus says, you know, deny yourself, but take up your cross and follow that there's a sort of daily denial of self 
so that we can be loving, so that we can love others, so that we can be Christ-like. And I think those sorts of sacrificial stories are a little more to that point where, you know, it's not like, I wonder would I die for so-and-so. And what we really need to do is empty the dishwasher without a bad attitude. <laughs> no. No. You know? I would much rather someone with a gun come in and say, would you die for this person? Well, that's easy because it's not going to happen. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a, it's a hypothetical, and we can say, yes, I would lay down my life. But, you know, I'm going to wait till you empty the dish. You know, it's this sort of, will I do something for actually tangibly in denial of self even in small everyday ways over and over again because that's kind of that's what love is you know um and i think that's it's there's this sort of everyday uh everyday quality of love that I'm either loving today or not loving today in some tangible way that doesn't have a ton to do with emotions. I think emotions maybe tend to follow it, but it has a lot to do with, you know, will I make the bet? Will I, um, you know, will I have a conversation with someone that they want to have and I don't really, well, you know, what, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. all the things that we find everyday excuses not to do, um, you know, that's really the sacrifice that we're called to on a regular... I mean, we may one day be called to die in the arena, but most Christians are not. Yeah. But we we are called to everyday sort of sacrifices that, are, that show love for one, other people that in some ways, because they're everyday, they're really easy to say no to. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like the stakes are low, so... You know, right? We just slide on past. Well, I, I think, I think you know, in the morning when you you wake up, one of the thoughts should be, you know, how, what can I do in a very real, small, tangible way to bring order out of chaos, to uh, alleviate someone's suffering or loneliness, or to you know, encourage someone, like, what's something really small? Like, how can I make, even my life, how can I make my life one small step better today? And then how can I make those around me, like, one small, like, what can I do? Even if it's, okay, I've been putting off the yard for two weeks, and it's chaotic, and it's driving everyone nuts. So you bring order out of chaos. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, something your spouse has asked you to do for months, and it's, it's, it's bringing order out of chaos or you're going to write a letter of encouragement to somebody just to, to notice them just one small con- concrete thing to do um, because people people are complex and deep and uh, and life is suffering and we know this so what is something you can just and make it make it a small goal and you start to build momentum around that and then you're you're starting to live into this verse. You're starting to actually lay down time and energy and effort for people around you. Yeah, and I think that's where um, that's where spiritual growth happens. <clears throat> that's going to require uh, you know some rhythm of becoming 
you know, more influenced by the Spirit. So you have love, you have joy, you have peace, you have patience. Um, because that might be a loving thing, is to have patience with somebody who really doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, because... Uh, you know, because the Holy Spirit has been moving and and making me a more patient person, I can love them by being patient with them. And I think it's this sort of sort of everyday rhythm of of sacrifice that really shows us to be loving or not. Because you go back to you know that's that's why Jesus can command it command you know this is the command i have to you need to love one another and it's you know that you you're my friends if you do what i command you to do i just commanded you to love one another you're my friends if you love one another and then in the middle of those two sentences are you're gonna have to lay your life down (laughs) that's that you know and part of it is i'm laying my life down i'm demonstrating my love for you but also it's going to cost you something it's not like um, well, I would love that person, but dot, 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 dot. There'll always be that. There'll always be the real good reason, not a bad reason, but a real good reason why this is a bad deal for me to be loving for that person. And, <laughs> right? Well, and that's what Jesus is saying. Yeah, that's the point. That's the point. Back to your living sacrifice. Like, the altar's on fire. There's yeah, it's a not a good reason not to go get on the altar. <laughs> It's not a Sealy Posturepedic <laughs> altar. <laughs> There's a lot of good reasons to stay off the altar. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And so that's the thing. Um, and the whole point is, yes, you don't want to get on the altar. Nobody wants to get on the altar. That's why it takes love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need to become a loving person, less self-focused, less, less self-protective. Uh, more self-aware, more humble, uh, more others-focused. And in some ways, we see that demonstrated best in story uh, than we do in other, in other ways, in real-life stories. Uh, you know, we see how that, that plays out, and that's really going to cost uh, something. So, um, you know, I think there's probably, I mean, there's lots of, lots of good examples in stories, uh, uh, of that that demonstrate uh, love um, and so I, I mean I think that that's uh, one of the one of the I guess golden uh, parts of, of story is that it shows us something that you know that we don't really want to see I guess mm-hmm. uh, but that are are the we see them because it's in this story that I can't, I can't really miss, you know, um, that, uh, I, I kind of understand what it's like to be the dark night in a way. I mean, this is kind of silly, but it is, I mean, I kind of get it where I'm willing to take the fall for something. And we've probably all had a little taste of that mm-hmm. You for your, for a sibling, for a family member, you take the heat, you take the fall. And that's kind of what being loved. We might not think about that as loving. Uh, but then if somebody does that for us and they take the heat and they take the fall, that's really what love looks like. And we kind of can see a window in it, strangely enough. 
uh, in, a, in a story like The Dark Knight. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's the real story we're in. You know, we emulate those things, but those are the people that are, that they're telling us something true about the universe. And one of the things they're saying is, this is what it means to love somebody. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think once you start looking for these themes of the big story, these biblical themes, and, and they're ever, you see them everywhere. And we probably could name, you know, lots and lots and lots of them. Uh, and I think this, the, in, in lots of the stories, they kind of show you don't, it doesn't really require emotional feeling for a particular person. It's not like a romantic, you know, lovey-dovey sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they go in Saving Private Ryan. They might not even like him. I mean, but in a, in, at the end, they they pay a heavy price to go get this guy. Um, and yes, they're they're following orders, but they very easily could have gotten out of it and said, yeah, no, we couldn't find him or he died or whatever. Um, and, you know, there's some, there's some, there's some part of that where it's, it's almost more loving. It is more loving, but they didn't know him. It wasn't like they were rescuing their friend. Yeah. It's just some guy who needed rescuing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I can sit here and name all sorts of uh, examples because that's such a big part of the big story. Um, why do you think it's so strange to us to think, or do you think it's strange to us to think there's a, that our culture finds it strange that loving somebody is going to be costly? Um, I don't. I don't know. There's two worlds. I think there's the world of people say what they believe, and then there's the world of people act out what they believe. And I think, if I have to, to be you know, hard nosed about it, most people when they say what they believe, it's not true. You show you just show what's true by the way you act and by the way you live. So nobody, I don't care. Nobody cares. I mean, they do what, what you say, but that's it. May be true. It may not be true. You know. So if I say, you know, I think it's you know child abuse that the father sacrificed the son, or I think this is mm-hmm. love is not sacrifice, mm-hmm. and or I think this. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. still do it when you want to show love right. to somebody. <laughs> so you actually do believe sacrifice. People actually do believe in order to love somebody. I mean, this happens all the time, unbelievers, believers. In order to maintain a faithful, monogamous marriage, you sacrifice things. That's what the vows are. Mm-hmm. And and forsaking all others is a part of mm-hmm. those vows, right? Right, right. And to the best of your ability, uh, you, you, you keep those vows because it's marriage, in some sense, is a sacrifice. Yeah, 100%. And and we we sort of feel like we have to explain it because sacrifice feels like a bad word mm-hmm. to sure. us, yeah. and uh, it really it really isn't it really isn't a bad word. Uh, so it's interesting because I think that works both ways. Where we say we say love, you know, maybe doesn't shouldn't require sacrifice, but we sacrifice 
and our actions belie it. Or we might say, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know I'll have to sacrifice, you know, to, to love. <laughs> and then it su- totally surprises us oh, when, wow. <laughs> wait a minute, what's this deal? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's part of, I do think that's where stories can help us. It reminds us of this biblical story, which sometimes we just get wrong and, and confused or forget. Um, and so that's where I would say, you know, I don't know, you know, homework this week, maybe watch a movie uh, or a story that involves some sort of sacrifice and just reflect on it, mm-hmm. you know, and what that, what can I take from this to help me love other people better? Um, so we're going to leave it there. Interest of time. Uh, and uh, we will, uh, we will uh, hit to, uh, next next week. We're going to hit another element of, of story, uh, and uh, so that's what I'd say. Just watch, uh, maybe watch Lady Bird if you haven't seen it, or watch The Dark Knight, uh, uh, or Wally, or Inside Out, or uh, Saving Private Ryan, or something, and uh, uh, reflect on that true telling of the true story. Uh, with that, grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Rogue Table Talks. Be sure you're subscribed to our podcast wherever you listen and on our YouTube channel. Just search Rogue Table Talks.